Um, I am so glad that you guys are all joining us here this morning. Um, we're in the middle of a special kind of series um, where we are looking at creativity. We're looking at what does it look like to use our creativity in order to connect with our creator, God. Um, and so last week, um, we talked about painting. We talked about the importance of creating space so that God can move us from sort of the old images, old narratives, old truths that we thought before and move us into new spaces, new identities, new stories, and new narratives. So we talked about that last week after the service. We had a workshop where we allowed people to like get their hands on some paint, and this is the byproduct of that, um, which the thing that's so crazy is that like, like, we have this up here, but, like, that's actually, like, that, oh, gosh, Greek yogurt just popped into my brain. So strong. So I heard this NPR story one time that when they make Greek yogurt, the Greek yogurt is great, but it creates this byproduct, right, that, like, isn't so great. And I'm not saying that this isn't so great, but it just, like, Greek, like, everything in my brain was, like, Greek yogurt, Greek yogurt, Greek yogurt. Sorry. And that's immediately what I thought of, right? This is, this is a fine painting, but the, but the real thing that happened was the conversation that happened around the table and the experience that was happening in the room while this was being created. And it was just a really, really cool opportunity. I felt like God spoke to so many of us in so many different ways in the exact way that we maybe needed him to show up. Um, and so it was a really cool thing. And this is our byproduct of it. This is evidence of what happened, um, which was really, really neat. Um, today, we're actually going to be continuing that series. Um, this week, we're not going to be talking about art creation as creativity, but using words in a creative fashion. Um, and if some of you I know signed up for the workshop that we're going to have afterwards, we actually, when we were trying to figure out how to do today, we realized we really needed to merge the experience together. And so we're not going to be having a workshop after service. We're actually going to incorporate, we'll finish on time, don't worry, but like we're going to incorporate what we were going to be doing in the workshop during the service. So you'll get both of those experiences. We just felt like it was hard to talk about it without actually doing it. So we kind of merged them together. Um, so you'll get an opportunity to engage in that process um, this morning. Uh, there are little journals that are available. If you have your own journal, use your own journal. But we did for today put together a little journal for you. They're available on the white table. If there's not enough on your particular white table, steal them from somebody else's white table. Um, and there should be some pencil pens or pencils available for you to engage also, or to use also. So when we were talking about this whole thing, immediately in my mind, I was like, I don't want this just to be about how I experience creativity. I wanted to invite other or voices to participate and share about their experience of creativity and even teach a little bit in this thing. So last week we had Mario up here and he was painting. Um, Claire was sort of one of the people that I worked with in order to figure out what to do with the workshop um, afterwards in the painting workshop. And so today our gracious hosts, teachers, and guides um, are Stephanie and Giorgio. So if you guys would welcome them up. Here's one. You're welcome. And I have to unclip this one. I hope I don't get in trouble. Here's another. Do you want that? Yeah, come on over. So this is the, I'm just going to, we're going to prep them a little bit. This is the best light so that people that are joining us online can see. I'm going to have you guys kind of stay. If you're on the carpet, you're golden. 
Sometimes people, when they're up here, they like to sneak off to the side. And I'm like, stay on the carpet. So then this is another one. You got that? This one's working. This one's not. Rebooting it. I know it's lots to navigate. Do you need a stool too? Uh, oh, yeah, that would be helpful. My screen. I forgot. There it is. Cool. Oh, yeah, I am. Sorry. Hello, everyone. Oh. Oh. No. No, hold on. Radio is not working today. Wait. Hello, everyone. Oh, whoa. Um, hi. Uh, man, sorry. Freezing. <laughs> Start us off. So um, we're, you know, really excited that we can share. So thanks to Pastor Beth for, I don't know, uh, giving us this opportunity. Um, <laughs> Okay, yes, yeah, switch. Um, and actually, it was a, when Pastor Beth told us we were going to do this, this series, it was, I was pretty excited about it um, because it's something, a topic that we, I've had on my heart for, for a while. Um, a little background, I, when I was working before I was a stay-at-home mom, I was kind of in like the STEM uh, science tech engineering, math, uh, education background. So um, after I left that, you know, I had more space to like kind of think about the arts and um, the importance of the arts, importance of the arts. Because in, in, this, in the STEM world, and I think just increasingly um, in our culture, like it's, it's like the way forward, the future is STEM and um, in education, you kind of you kind of see that trend as well. Like we got to push the maths. We're we're falling behind as a country. So, anyway, um, and then after having kids, you know, seeing seeing um, you know natural creativity um, just like happen before me, uh, just kind of you know kind of like uh, was like a seed for a different way of thinking, um, the importance of arts and um, creativity and. And uh, I like, you know, Pastor Beth kind of had us think about creativity last week. Um, what is creativity? And um, the way that I see it is, you know, uh, the greatest commandment um, when, you know, we're, we're told to love with our body, mind, and spirit. So that kind of breaks down, like, what a human is made out of. We, have, we are bodies, we, are, we have minds, and we have spirits. Um, and we're meant to, um, you know, live and love God within all those ways. And so with our bodies, the way our bodies work, the way that God made our bodies, we live by consuming, we eat food, the body processes it, and we use that energy to, to do, you know, Sometimes we do bad things, we do good things, whatever. It does something. Um, it moves, right? And so for, um, and we'll get more into this, but like um, for our minds, 
exact same thing. We consume uh, information, facts, stories, opinions. Um, we're bombarded by really lots of words um, every day. Um, same thing, we must process it. Um, it has to go somewhere. Um, yeah, Pastor Beth talked last week about, um, I guess, having space uh, in order for, uh, for healing mm-hmm. and transformation to happen. Right. Yeah. And there has to be digestion. They can't just be a constant... Productivity <laughs> yeah. all the time. Or... Yeah, and just like taking in, taking in. Um, and we're more prone to that these days, right? Because of our little information, <laughs> like, you know, machines that we're just... And... You know, it's just constant uh, consuming with our with our brains and um so so i like to think you know the same thing it must go somewhere we can't just consume and then go to sleep for the day and never never contend with these um all the things that we're bombarded with um and so you're saying that like the way that one of the ways that we use words is that we use it to process process our thoughts and yeah, and I think digest. The, yeah, what words are is mm-hmm. um, the processing. Yes, the digestion. It's not like necessarily the the thing itself. It's like what words do to help us, you know, to express like to turn those the the information, those thoughts into. Uh, into something yeah. else, ideas, beliefs. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then I, I sort of approach it from a different, different angle. Um, I sort of like thinking about, uh, I guess, using words and I like the, the word themselves, right? Like Steph is sort of in, in our relationship, Steph is like the more practical uh, of the two and I'm more of the like lofty, dreamy uh, kind of person. Um, and so, so, so to some extent, um, I feel like I need to justify, like, like, why are we even talking about words and creativity in general, I guess, um, at church? Like, what does that have to do with God at all? Um, and I think back to one time I was visiting this one church, uh, and they had, like, an easel set sort of behind the congregation, and then when it was time to worship, uh, if you chose to, you could worship by painting at the easel, um, and I thought, thought that, was, that was really weird. I was like, what, what does that have to do with worship? Um, so I feel the need to justify myself when I'm up here talking about words and using words creatively, creatively uh, in front of a church. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Um, but I think, so as, my, as I've grown and I've, my thoughts have evolved, um, I think I've discovered or I figured out that um, when I'm doing, when I'm making something, when I'm like drawing, when I'm um, painting or when I'm composing or whatever, um, I feel like it's not so much that I'm creating something as I'm discovering something. So like I'll, you know, when I'm sketching, I'll like draw a thing and I'll be like, oh, that looks good or like, oh, that looks terrible and like erase it, right? And I feel like I'm more, more than, and when I come up with something that I'm like, oh, that looks really good, I feel like more, less like, oh, I made that as oh, I discovered that. Like, I found something that looks really good and I'm really happy that it was me that made it, but really, like, I don't feel like I had that much to do with it. Um, So I think in a large 
part, at least my current thinking, is that uh, when we do art, when we make things that are beautiful, in whatever medium it is, um, we're, we're seeing the beauty of God. Um, and that feels weird to me, because I'm like, why is it, why is, why should, like, you know, secular art or whatever, a pop song, uh, be considered the beauty of God? Um, but I read an essay at one point uh, that was titled, Your God is Too Small. Um, and just the title, right? Like, four words, right? Uh, it just evokes in me, like, oh, like, God made everything, He's not confined to things that are like labeled Christian or like say God in them, um, and so my thinking has sort of built on that. And um, I feel like when I create, um, it's an act like the very act of creating and very, the very act of appreciating this thing that you make that you discover is looking for God is finding God in maybe some small way. My computer just locked my screen, so I have to type in my password before I get my notes again. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to talk about the beauty of words, like words themselves, right? Like, I have... This is, this is weird, and I haven't told anyone except, like, my wife this ever, so congratulations. Um, I, I keep a list of words that I like. It's just, a, like, a, literally a list of words. I, I <laughs> so, don't do that. What? I don't do that. <laughs> we have a different... No, but the words have, like, these, they're the, these, they're these cool things. Like, okay, so there's this word called panapo'o. Uh, panapo'o. It's a Hawaiian word. I'm probably mispronouncing it. I'm probably going to mispronounce all these words. Um, and the definition is scratching our heads or chins when we're thinking, especially if we're trying to remember something we've forgotten. <laughs> Did you know there's a word for this? It's like, I know, right? It's really specific. Um, there's a word, balter. And balter makes you feel something, right? Like, it's not a pretty word. And it turns out the definition of this word is to dance clumsily. <laughs> and so words have these like textures to them. Balter. Balter, I think. How do you spell it? B A L. B A L T E R. Am I mispronouncing that? I probably am. Um, but they have these feel, this feel to it. It's not just like a definition. It's also like a connotation and like the way it sounds, the way it like rolls off your tongue. Like a bibliophobia, the fear of running out of things to read. Right? Like. They're very specific. Like, it's like, oh, I have these people out there who, like, have the same thing as me. You know, I'm not alone in my fear of running out of things to read. Or tsundoku, acquiring reading materials but letting them pile up in one's home without reading them. Right? <laughs> tsundoku. T-S-U-N-D-O-K-U. That, that's Japanese. It's, it's... Yeah, I, I am not uh, These are from all racist languages. with my word so, choice. <laughs> but also there's like these, these words that like evoke something in you. There's like, I'm mispronouncing this, I'm sure, but hidayeth. I like to pronounce it like, like 
so that it sounds cool in my head, but I'm pretty sure this is wrong. Hidayeth. It's a homesickness tinged with grief and sadness over the lost or departed, especially in the context of Wales and Welsh culture. <laughs> it is a mixture of longing, yearning, nostalgia, wistfulness, or an earnest desire for the whales of the past. And whale what? like the animal. No, no, no. Whales like the country or whatever it is. I don't actually know what whales is. Is it a country? <laughs> That's a country. Okay, yes, cool. yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm terrible at geography. <laughs> sort of, kind of. So there's these. I, don't, I guess it's, it's nice to learn from people who are like passionate about things. Like, I like words. I can see this about words that they're like cool and they have these textures and these like colors that. Um, are just fun, you know? Um, and it's fun to, like, learn about, like, like other things. Like, you know, I'm not as... Um, I don't have this perspective on, say, music, right? Like, to me, me music is sort of like, you know, it just happens. Um, and, you know, I, I sort of get some feels from it, but, you know, it's not really, like, my heart language. But, like, listening to other people who are, like, passionate about this kind of thing is, like, really... Um, informative. It's like, um, and I like to think of it as uh, a perspective on God, right? These are all like us appreciating um, like this beauty that God has created. And maybe I can't appreciate music as much as some of you can. Um, or say football, I guess is relevant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can appreciate words and maybe I can communicate some aspect of this way that I see God to you guys by uh, sharing my, I don't know, passion is quite, uh, maybe a little too strong, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see, what else did I say? It, um, the, the, your collection of words are just like the, the very specific words that mean specific things. Um, it reminds me or makes me think of, you know, when God in the beginning, one of the tasks he gave to Adam is to name all the animals. We're still doing that today, right? It's not animals. I mean, sure, scientists still doing. We don't have a name for this one yet. <laughs> Open so to suggestions. Um, but, you know, humans experience or see something, and um, we can't keep saying, you know, the thing with the, that looks like this, blah, blah. So we, ha we have a word, you know, that's like, we name, we, we give a name to it so that we can all have a shortcut to this common yeah. experience that we're having, so. Yeah, I feel like naming things gives you a handle on them, right? Like, it gives you something, a way to communicate with other people about and, you know, feel a little bit less like you're all alone uh, in your feeling, in your uh, experience of Loss of Querence, whales yeah. in the country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have many words. So, querencia. I am definitely mispronouncing that. The place where people feel most secure, gain the strength of their character, and feel at home. Um, but it, makes, it gives you these handles of feelings, and sometimes, that, like, you know, this, I'm not the first person uh, in the world to feel... Uh, ikigai, uh, uh, that which gives your life worth, meaning, or purpose, right? Um, I'm not the first person to struggle with that because 
there's this word that like it must be fairly common. Um, so I, I have an exercise for y'all. Um, try, this is a short mini exercise, try to think without words. Like think, think like, so later on um, I want to uh, get you guys to write down like why, what do you think characterizes Clarksburg Church? We're all part of this community we call Clarksburg Church. Um, so try to think about it, but without words. Go. <laughs> yes, sir, James. Does this take practice? Like, is something the average person shouldn't be able to do? No, I mean, okay, so for me, what happens when I try to do this, which I do, um, my, my thoughts just feel blobby. Like, I have no, like, handle on them. I can't manipulate them and be like, oh, like, I can't, it doesn't progress. It's just sort of like, feel, right? <laughs> like. That's what it is. It's a feeling. Right, yeah. But we have to express those feelings in somehow words, unless we are an infant and don't yet know words. Right? right. We have to express those feelings in words, unless we're an infant, right? Um, and so, you can think of images, but you can't make the images do anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to intentionally, wait, stop yourself from using the words to describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need words. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. All the words in your head have words of meaning, so they're popping up as, as, you, uh, as you think of it. Um, so I think there's a craft to words, right? Um, a lot of the times we go through our lives and we sort of use uh, sort of pre-prepackaged words, uh, which is it's fine, it's normal, and you need to do it, right? Because um, we can't think, engage and find like the exact right word every time or else we'll have really faltering conversations. Um, but I think it's helpful sometimes uh, to... Uh, to try to find the precise word that captures the meaning that you're feeling. Um, and a lot of the times that's trial and error, at least for me. Um, and so later on, I think uh, I'll walk you guys through an exercise uh, to do that. All right, your turn. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so when, when, when Pastor Beth asked us to prepare for today, it was, a, it, was kind of, it was different. We both are 
you know, big words people, readers, like we're readers and writers, but I guess when, when it came, you know, down to it, yeah, like George was saying. We're fairly different. We have different approaches right. to it. He, he, lo- he keeps his list of special words, uh, and I, the way I approach it is like, uh, it's utilitarian. <laughs> like it's, um, uh, what are we doing with those words? It's like, okay, it's a nice, you have all the, you know, these, these um, words, but I... I Petrichor, the distinctive scent which accompanies the first rain after a long, warm, dry spell. <laughs> right. So I'm, but I'm more like, you know, <laughs> how do we, um, you know, use, what is it for? What is it all for? It's like, okay, it's like, you know, they're pretty flowers in a field, but actually, did you know you could eat those? And, <laughs> or like, they're medicinal. So, um, yeah, so what I wanted to talk about more was like, um, I guess the, the role of, of um, writing, writing in, in specific, because I think there's a lot of ways to, you know, uh, to do the, to self-express uh, with words, right? There are, there are poems. I am not a poetry person. I have tried because it seems like, oh, like if you, you know, appreciate poetry, you're kind of like, you know, uh, refined or whatever, but I can't. I can't get into it. I've, tr- I've tried. Um, there's poetry. Um, the, there's, uh, you know, writing, story, story writing, you know, writing books. Um, I think the way that I've used words uh, most is, uh, is a very personal way, which is journaling. Um, I journal, I blog, and I used to write like long emails, like letter writing. I think that's like a real dying art form because, because now when we want to talk to someone far away, it's just like <laughs> sentence and emoji and then like you click and it's like a back and forth. It's not like something that you really yeah, have to put time and effort in, into. Like, so anyway. Um, but uh, let me see. Yeah, writing. So, yeah, my experience with it is like I wasn't, I'm not naturally, I was never naturally a writer. And actually, when I was young, I didn't think of myself as a writer because... Um, because of English class? Because of English class. Exactly, because of school. Because, like, the scores that I got for writing were always poor. So, but the very first time I journaled, it was, it was purely out of emotion. It was like I was 10 or 11 years old, and my grandfather, um, my favorite grandfather, passed away, and I was just like, I had a blank journal, and I, I was like, I need to mark this. I need to write down that this was like an event in my life, and that was the first time I ever, like, it was very typical, like, dear diary, <laughs> like, you know, and I put the date, and, um, but then, you know, since then, I've, you know, kept a journal, and like one of the things that I have that I, you know, we've, we've moved several times um, in our marriage, but I'm like lugging these, like this box of like 40 journals, and I'm like, oh my gosh, why do I have these? What? But I, I do occasionally look back at them, um, and what it's done, it's like it's um, helped me process uh, uh, my emotions, first of all, because in my family growing up, that was not a thing, like, to 
to talk about. You don't talk, we didn't talk about feelings. Um, and like for a period of time, you know, like I feel, I, I think I made, you know, some poor decisions based purely on emotion. And I was like in my teens slash early 20s, I was like, what is, what are these feelings for? Useless. Like I was like, every decision should be made on logic. Um, I, I've grown from then. Um, <laughs> but, but I, but journaling was the way for me to process those um, putting right these feelings and ideas into um, you know concrete word concrete words that I could see that I had to contend with um, and then also like later on it became a way to organize you know my thoughts using words to organize thoughts because you know you come to church every Sunday you hear a sermon like, where does that go? <laughs> where, where does it go every week? It's like, you know, um, and we've been to a lot of churches, too, and, like, sometimes, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't like the sermon, but sometimes you hear a really good sermon, but it's like, at the end of the day, whether it was good or bad, did it go anywhere? It's like, um, so. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the times you don't leave space for processing, right? Yeah, what yeah. was said. So, so sometimes, jur- like, journaling yeah, helps to retain and to process, to be like, okay, well, what did that have to do with, what does that have to do with my life and, um, you know, my faith? And, uh, and I was also for a time, like, really, kind of, like, really into apologetics. I was, like, the whole logic thing. <laughs> it was, like, you know, faith doesn't have to be about, like, it's not about feelings or whatever. It's, you can, you know, case for Christ it, like just, you know, reasons. And I, I also have evolved from, from that time. Um, but now I, I think a lot about um, narratives, like kind of what are, what are the stories that the world is telling? What are the stories that the Bible tells? Um, because we don't, I, I think, in, especially in our temperature, the, the climate now, like, Facts I don't mean much to people, right? You can't, you can't just say it's the facts because people are believing different, different facts, right? So the important thing is the narrative. Like, what is, what is the narrative we believe in? Um, what's, what are the things that, that build our The narrative our is sort of just like digested facts, I feel like. Kind of. I mean, I think, I think it's like... It's it's more than digesting the facts because it's it's the thing that you're. It's like you're, the arch. The, I'm, I keep making this motion. I don't know if anybody <laughs> understands, but it's like, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's like the overarching thing under which like all of these your you know your information here is here, but like from that you build a narrative about, like what what you see, like fits into. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. You can make the facts say anything. Right. Yeah. And people want to believe in narratives. Like, people, you don't just, like, out of context say a fact and then people, like, yeah. will believe you. It, what is the thing that they're, this overarching narrative that they believe in? I know it looks like I'm making that truth motion, <laughs> but... It's an arc, right? It's yeah, it's like, it's just... It's kind of the thing that's above the individual yeah. facts. You, you use the facts to create your narrative, but 
Okay. No, I, um, I work in AI, and a lot of what's hard about AI is it's trying to take like, uh, f like literal facts and turn it into something that's like actually meaningful. Um, and it's actually fairly difficult. So it, I think there's a good case for what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So, so as we move into what time does service end? <laughs> okay, you're flashing. Okay. As we uh, move into like this more interactive part, um, I think, you know, creativity in general, I think the thing that's scary um, is that so much of uh, like art now, we, we consume it as entertainment, right? So there's a fear, right? There's a fear like, oh, when you hear about like um, arts, it's like, oh, I'm not good at it. Um, and that kind of misses the point, right? If we're talking, if we think about like arts as the whole, right? Like your body consuming it and turning it into something else, like it's like, oh, do, can you digest well? I guess you can digest well, but like, can you? I mean, but anyway, it's something that your your body is naturally doing, and so in the same way, like as we go into these activities, like. We have to kind of drop this like performance thing. Don't let the fear of performance get in the way of practice. So, um, so yeah. If you, you don't, if you're not like, a, even if you're not a words person, um, per se, uh, that's okay. <laughs> like, um, it's it takes time to like be comfortable with it and. Um, I'm, I'm glad I had, like, the journal. For me, the journal, journaling was, like, oh, such a way to, like, a private way to, um, to experiment with, like, yeah, my thoughts. And I have, like, actually tried writing poetry just when it, when it came out that way. But, um, yeah, so Durjo's going to... Technical difficulties, but whatever. That's what I get oh, for relying it, on technology. I thought it was working. I know, it was showing our kids. <laughs> oh, but nope, I've like lost my notes too. Yay, computers. All right, hold on. All right, so, um, I have not cleared this with Pastor Beth, but, <laughs> Or the leadership team, um, but I want I want um, I want to put on our website like like samples from the congregation of uh, like what characterizes Clarksburg Church, so that if someone comes to our website and is like, hey, is this a kind of church that I want to attend, um, they can get an idea of who we are. Um, and so, as an exercise, I thought it would be uh, useful to uh, answer the question, what characterizes Clarkburg Church for you? And as, a, uh, as an example, I'm going to tell you sort of the process that I have been going through for you know, what I think characterizes Clarkburg Church. So, uh, and I was gonna type this out for you, but technical difficulties, so I will instead orate it for you. Have a slide? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I'll switch back later. I don't want them to see it yet. <laughs> okay. So, 
Uh, so I was thinking, okay, we are a um, diverse people. Uh, yeah, but diverse doesn't really, diverse is like too, a much too used word. Like it means too much to too many people. So what does diverse mean? Um, let's say the, the themes that characterize us are, um, let's see, we acknowledge that uh, the faith we were handed down as children, um, but maybe not faith. Faith is too generic a word. Let's just cross that out for now. The faith we had handed, uh, the faith we were handed down as children needs to um, grow up, I guess. That's not a great word, but we'll leave it there for now. Grow up uh, so, so that it's, okay, what do I care about um, about the faith? Uh, so it's what's important. It's honest to a fault. Um, let's see, say augments our intelligence instead of insulting it. Um, augments is too highbrow of a word. Let's cross that out and we'll come back to it. Um, leave it there for now just to like leave the feeling, uh, but we'll find a better word for that. Um, so instead of insulting, insulting is also a little too offensive of a word. Oh, offend. Instead of offending it, um, and it is as all-encompassing as befits a modern god. Maybe, okay. Anyway, the point being, you sort of blah your thoughts onto the page first, right? Like, everyone talks, like, when you go to English class, they're like, write a first draft first, right? You need to do things in drafts. And when I was in English class, I was like, this is dumb. But as an adult where, like, you know, sometimes I just need to put my thoughts onto the paper before they escape me. I found that it's really helpful. So blah the, your thoughts onto the page and then edit as you go, right? Okay, and then I will put up my, my example. For your blah is what characterizes Clarksburg Church? Oh yeah, what is Clarksburg Church? Except is is a terrible word because it's too generic. It doesn't tell you anything. So what characterizes Clarksburg Church? Okay, you have papers. Oh, wait, is it blocking? Okay. Oh, do we want to give them another option? Your second option? Oh, okay. I guess we'll, yeah, we prepared different, right? Because we're all different, right? There's certain activities that uh, may appeal to us. I'll, I'll leave this up, but, also, but how are we going to show them all the others? I mean, they don't need to see this. This is just me. <laughs> oh, okay. But so they're not what filling, characterizes in, they're not Church, filling yeah. in your words. No, don't fill in my words. Okay. Use your own words. <laughs> okay. Um, and then so I prepared some prompts to kind of, uh, you know, to, to get the whatever brain juices flowing. Um, it's hard to just confront a, fright, a yeah. blank page. Right? There's a, the saying, like, the scariest thing is a blank page. So, you know, if you're interested in the journaling thing, I found, like, a couple of questions. And, like, the, I think the key here is, like, we're, it's not right answers, right? We're not looking for, ah, to, you're not trying to sound well-written. We're getting to, um, you know, you want to be honest. Be honest to yourself. Um, don't be afraid to write down something 
that would sound bad <laughs> to to someone else like oh why do you think that you know it's it's getting to the core of what you really think really believe um really feel about about yourself other people or the world church. the church um yeah it's a, it should be a safe place for for your thoughts so uh, this isn't English class. Find joy, find meaning <laughs> in your practice. Not English class, right? Um, yeah. So the journal prompts are like for for that you know self discovery, emotions thing. Uh, narratives thing is a little bit more. Yeah. It's if you're like, like us, we like to think about like lofty, <laughs> abstract things and. Well, I I mean you know I think what for faith for me has been a way to organize the madness, right? Because this life is, can be just, um, you, see, you see too many confusing things. And so, um, you know, uh, faith is like the, my narrative. It's like how making sense of, of the world, you know, reconciling the things that, you know, the, the words God gave us in the Bible to what we see in real life. Um, so, so yeah, you guys can pick any of these, um, the activities, and uh, with the uh, journal, just have some time to, yeah, use, use your words. <laughs> Five minutes. We'll do five we'll minutes. Do five, we'll do five five minutes. Yes. <laughs> you can well, pick one of them. One, any. Well, you can do the. What characterizes Clarksburg Church? Church, church, uh, and that's that's. And if not you do that one, send that to me. That's yeah. That's not private. That's like <laughs> the opposite. That's like we're you're gonna. Georgia wants to see them, and then you know we'll we'll Put use them that, in front right? of the world. That's words as tools. Um, this is words as private. I don't want to share this with anybody. <laughs> this is to organize um, this your is, thoughts. Yeah.
didn't go for school. <laughs> All right, it's in five minutes. What do we do now? Were you going to close us out? All right. Guys, will you thank Stephanie and Giorgio for sharing their passion and their perspective with us? So I know that uh, if you were able to choose one of the journal prompts, you probably were only able to do one of them. Um, but you're welcome to, if you want to, jot those other journal prompts down um, so that maybe later this week you have an opportunity to engage in some creative space of thinking about words. Um, I know uh, I really enjoy, I do not keep a list of words. That is way too structured for myself. However, I love hearing about you talk about the list of words. I think there's something so beautiful about hearing somebody talk, I mean, you even said it, Giorgio, but like hearing somebody talk about the thing that lights them up, the thing that they're passionate about, creates in you this opportunity to be like, oh, I want to be passionate about that. I will start listening for words. I will start emptying my thoughts on uh, this thing that I've consumed and I will begin to create this creative output. And that's really one of the things that we wanted to create, um, this opportunity for people to share about the ways that they have been wired uniquely by God so that they can worship God back. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, that whole idea of what characterizes Clarksburg Church um, is this place. I hope we're slowly becoming this place where this group of people has an imagination to see the kingdom all around us. That it's not just an imagination to see that God meets us in a sanctuary, in a church when we sing these particular songs, but that God meets us when we encounter a word that names things just right. That God meets us when we're finally able to put together our thoughts about all of the things that we've been consuming over the past week. That God meets us in these places where we get to create something. Um, and so I hope that you had a bit of an opportunity to experience that or at least get excited about experiencing that this coming week. Because God desires to meet you. He desires to meet you in so many different ways, in so many different places. And so we're gonna close out our time together um, by singing one more song together. So will you stand and will you pray with me?